Surely that radio chick here with you. Welcome to the Still Rocking It podcast where we'll have news, reviews and interviews with some of our favourite Australian musicians and artists. Today we speak with fabulous South Australian singer Vince Contarino, lead singer and founding member of the Zep Boys who have been performing successfully for 35 years. The Zet Boys have perfected the craft of communicating with audiences in whatever forum, from unplugged acoustic to outdoor concerts of 50,000 people plus. Is it the members of the band the people come to see? No, it's the music of Led Zeppelin they want to hear. It's simple, play the music right, no gimmicks, no spin, just pure entertainment. We speak to Vince about his early family life, his early bands and how he came to be with the Zet Boys. Vince also shares the difficulties of the industry through COVID and then on a good note shares the details of a brand new Raw, Loud and Proud tour as well as a brand new solo album or two. What's Vince Contarino up to lately? Let's find out. How's it going? I put up a green thing behind me and that's a backdrop of a studio. Looks awesome. (laughs) It's all bullshit. (laughs) But it looks good. That's it, man. Smoke and mirrors. That's all it is. You're with Cheryl Lee, that radio chick, and I'd like to welcome to the studio Vince Contarino from the Zet Boys. Yay! Good to see you again, man. And I've even worn your T-shirt. I know, I love it. Yeah, it's the old, yeah. I reckon that was the 1973 tour that they did, you know. I think they had that logo, that T-shirt was very famous. You've got some fabulous news with a new tour coming up, but let's go right back to the very beginning. For those that may not know the Zet Boys story, so you're the lead singer. How did Vince Contarino get into music? Are you from a musical family? Is it in your genes? Yeah, well, look, I thought I didn't come from a musical family, but the older I got, you know, I look at my uncles and aunties and they all sing and they sing loud. (laughs) But none of them were ever professional or trained. So there was always singing, more performing, because even if we'd sing at home, it would be a performance. So it was live performance. My mum and a couple of my aunties and my father, who's long since passed away, were members of the church choir. That's when they used to sing, actually, Latin masses. Wow. Oh, man. Wow. The intensity, the power. So I was exposed to those voices at a young age. I would have been not even in my teens, pre-teen. I wasn't into the music, the power of those voices was amazing so yeah I've been around music you know my auntie back in the 60s I remember I was probably about four years old she got me into the Beatles uh-huh. you know she was in love with the Beatles she and of course my uncles you know all, you know young Italian studs they're into Elvis so as a young you know just preschool fella i was exposed to pop music and the beatles and elvis so many people have the same story cheryl so we come from that background a lot of people at my age love the beatles and elvis and of course then it progressed so when it comes to music my family weren't professionals but we were immersed in a musical culture one was Italian. There was always Italian love songs and dance songs, Tarantella, you know, the ones that go really fast, you know, at parties and things like that. So we're immersed into the Italian culture. And then, of course, living in Australia with the Beatles and Elvis. So, yeah, it was a nice, actually, it was a nice mix. 
Let's play one of those earlier influences on Vince now. I know that this is one of his favourite songs from Elvis Presley, If I Can Dream. Back more with Vince after this. We're speaking to Vince Contarino, lead singer and founding member of Adelaide band, The Zep Boys. The Zep Boys are a remarkable story from its inception right up to the current day. With the music industry, it's arguably one of the most competitive markets in entertainment today. So why has a concept band from Adelaide, South Australia, succeeded in the highest level of their genre for 35 years? You've outlived most bands. <laughs> I know. It'll be 36 years next year. Wow. You know what it is? If you go back to 1986, there was no such thing as a cover band, concept band. There were cover bands, but they were top 40 bands. So they played all the top 40 hits of the time. That's what a cover band was when I was growing up in the 70s. Now, in 86, we got together and we thought, we'll do a night of Led Zeppelin. I was in a, an original Adelaide band called The Dukes from 1980 to 84. We would play our own music, not only in Adelaide, but all over Australia. And we had a really big following and we never were able to crack the recording market, but we had a live following. So I was known as this rock singer. So a couple of guys from uni who were also musicians, Tony Lavis, a drummer who was studying architecture, Alex Christick, who was studying, he was like a physics, chemistry, weapons, explosive type person. He travels the world lecturing to defense departments. Yeah, he's right up there. I was in bands, man. I, was, I, I left school in 77. By 1978, I was touring Australia. Yeah, I'm, I'm self-taught. You never had a plan B. Music was always going to be your career. You know, that's a good question. Just because I'm a rock and roller doesn't mean I don't think. <laughs> I made a conscious decision, you know. I thought, I love my music. Should I continue my studies and get some sort of degree? And I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a punt. I'm going to head for the top. I'm going to say I want to be a doctor. I want to be a doctor or a professor. And to do that, you'd have to study at least 10 years of university. So at the age of 18, I said, I'm going to give myself 10 years in this business to get to 28 to see if I've come somewhere to have a career. And if I don't, I'm going to pack it up and I'm going to go and sell booze at the Sip and Save. <laughs> so you backed yourself. Well done. I, I backed myself in, man. Let's have another quick song. Another one of Vince's early influences were the Beatles, his favourite Beatles song, In My Life. Back to hear how Vince started with the Zep Boys after this. Life, I love you more. Cheryl Lee, that radio chick, chatting to Vince Contarino from the Zep Boys. In those 10 years, I had varying degrees. I started learning a lot about music. I had varying degrees of success. As soon as I uh, left school, I joined a band that was a cover band, a top 40 band called Serpentine. We toured around Australia. Our manager was Ivan Damon. He was Normie Rose manager. I spoke to Normie last week. Ah, did you? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I zoomed him, just well, like him. Yeah, we had his manager and he toured us all the way around Australia. And I started earning 
money straight away. And I thought, this is too easy. You know what? This is a great thing for a little bit of an earner, but it's a young man's business. What's going to happen when I'm old, wrinkled? and Because that's how we used to think. 30 um, was old back then, wasn't it? Well, 30, you were ready for... You were dead. Forget, gone. There's no pulse. Yeah. And, but I was earning money and I, and I just remember I'm going, no, this is wrong. And I realised that while I was away being paid as a musician, I, what was happening to my music? I used to write so much. And so I thought, now I'm going to pack this in. I'm going to start a band, an original band. And then I discovered what starvation's all about. Oh, my God. A true starving artist. It dried up, man. There was nothing. We worked, worked so hard and got no money and got pretty sick, actually, from malnutrition. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because we used to do our own roadie work. We were pushed six, seven nights a week working, lugging gear and stuff. When you did the cover band, you'd be in a, a residency. So it was all set up, it was easy. You got you ate at the pub, you had beautiful but when you're singing your own stuff, you're doing one night stands, setting up, packing down, setting up, packing down, driving ten hours just to get to the next gig. No money alert. But I was keeping an eye on how to get by in the business. Started to make a little bit of a living and the Duke split up because we couldn't go any further. Uh, Excesses of rock and roll also took its toll on that band. It's quite sad because people lost their lives, got very sick and to this day are paying the price. You know, it's, yeah. I joined Mickey Finn. That's where I met Bruce Howe from Fraternity, who Jimmy Barnes speaks, Jim speaks very highly of Bruce as his uh, mentor. Bruce told me, you know, he's always had his eye on me. I joined Mickey Finn, which was kind of like a hard rock and blues band. They wrote their own stuff and did some covers and then progressed into the Mega Boys. That's where I worked with Rob Riley and Bruce Howe and uh, Steve McLennan. And we had this hard rockin' band that played a mixture of covers and originals. And I was earning a good living from the time I turned 26, you know, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's two years ahead of schedule. (laughs) Well done. You know, Bruce and Rob had to go on the road for Jimmy's, I think it was Working Class Man album. I'm not sure. Can't remember if it was Working Class Man or Body Swift. You'd know better than me. Probably Freight Train Heart. 1986. Ah, Freight Train Heart was in 1987, so it might have been when Jimmy was on tour with ZZ Top for a lot of 86. I thought, oh, geez, what am I going to do now? And I got this phone call from Robert Pippen. He got my phone number from my singing teacher. I've got a couple of guys uh, interested in doing a Led Zeppelin thing, and I thought, no bloody way. Too hard. (laughs) Hard. I mean, too hard to sing. And I had this recollection of me trying to sing Led Zeppelin when I was a kid, and I'd be okay for one or two songs, then I'd have no voice for the rest of the week. No way am I doing that. But what I hadn't realised is that From the time I was a kid to the time I was 26, I did a lot of work and I developed a skill as a a vocalist and power. And I thought, I said, Rob, I gave him about five songs. I gave him the address of my rehearsal studio. I said, I'll meet you there at such and such a time. Come down, we'll play these five songs and we'll see how we go. So we had that first rehearsal and I thought, this is going to work. Bang, 1986, decided to do a gig and it was successful and haven't stopped since. 35 years later, the rest is history. Well done. The rest is history. (laughs) Now might be a good time to break for a song. How about Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin? That sounds appropriate. 
talented people come and go from yes. the band over 35 years, obviously. Yes. You've got a reasonably newish lineup for this next tour? Yes. Crossing fingers, I can get everybody to Adelaide because of the lockdowns and things. Yes, I've got Stuart Day on bass, Annie Leo on the drums, and Jack Stevenson on the guitar. Great little band. Real. They're just, well, Danny and Jack are absolute zep heads. Danny is, I haven't said it by a lot of people have gone, he's John Bonham reincarnate. He's wild behind that kit. And Stuart's just a brilliant all-round musician, plays bass, guitar, keyboards, violin, mandolin, sings beautifully. And he's producing my solo album at the moment. He's just an extraordinary talented man, that one. I was going to ask you how the solo album was coming along. Well, you know, with all the disruptions, it's almost there. There's a little bit of keyboard that I have to put on the album, a little bit of percussion, one or two little backing vocal spots. Do you need a tambourinist? We oh. do, but that's part of the percussion. You know, I've performed with the Yeah, no, but I've seen you play tambourine, man. You take over. <laughs> True. You know, you take over, man. It's like that more cowbell clip. <laughs> more tambourine. <laughs> oh, you're so right. Tell us all about this up-and-coming tour, regional South Australia. Hopefully we can warm it up in Perth because I've got a couple of gigs in Perth the week before. That'll be the 29th and 30th of October. And then we're going to do, yeah, regional South Australia, which the Z-Boys really haven't done much of. Maybe years and years ago we'd go to Wyala, but probably haven't been there since the 80s. November the 5th, which is a Friday, we're doing the Nautilus Theatre in Port Lincoln. Never played there, so I'm looking forward to that. On the Saturday night, we've got the Middleback Arts Centre in Wyala. In Port Pirie, we've got the Northern Arts Centre, I think it is, on the Sunday. So I'm really looking forward to it. Nice little theatres. We're going to let it rip in the regional areas. If the regional areas are anything like we are in the cities, and I'm sure they are, they'll just be absolutely blown away and so happy to be able to see you guys playing live. You guys have played to 50,000 people in Europe and you can play in a regional theatre in country Australia and level of commitment and output is always 110%. That's right because there's a respect that comes to the live performance that's embedded. It's embedded in me and it's become my energy and my focus. The want to get out there and do it isn't the size or the money. It's looking at that crowd. Just I want you to go home and feel something. And you keep striving and striving for that. In that, the magic happens. It's an endeavour of the human mind and also physicality because you've got to push it. It drives me no end and it's actually saved my life, I'd say. It's a two-way street too, Vince. So the energy goes both ways. I remember, I think the last time I saw you was the Weekend of Rock at Adelaide Oval. Yes. One thing that stuck out to me that night was that as joyous as we were, to be out watching you guys perform live. The joy that was coming from the stage for you guys to be playing to us, yeah, you know, like you say, that energy was just amazing. 
Yeah, people talk about, oh, the energy that comes from the crowd. Yes, there's always this energy because you can feel it before you go on. But then there's another energy that's different. You do two and a half hours of Led Zeppelin. It's physically demanding, especially how we put in. Just like any performer or athlete, artist, there comes a time in your performance where the petrol's running out and then you're running on empty and you kind of go, oh, man, have I got it in me? And then you get this energy from the audience. It's almost like they, they will you to come on, come on. And you get this second wind and now it's another mental level. That's where all the energies in the, in the auditorium or the room or starts to twirl around like this. And it's like, what the hell happened? Don't know, but it was great. <laughs> magic happened. It is magic. It is, I don't know how to, I'm not capable enough to describe it. I, I'm sure some scientists can figure it out, but it's magic. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I think particularly at this weird time that we're going through, I reckon a lot of us are going to be travelling from the city to Wyala and Port Lincoln to set these towns on fire. November in South Australia, the weather's gorgeous. It's not quite dry yet. Still spring. It's oh, gorgeous. Can you imagine how pretty Port Lincoln yeah. will look in November? It's a beautiful town. Fabulous excuse for a road trip. See the Z boys. See South yeah. Australia. Win, 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 win. Oh, how lucky are we? You know, when I was touring in Europe, the distance we would travel just yeah. to get to Port Lincoln and back, you'd be doing three countries. So, and we're all in South Australia. We haven't even moved out of South Australia. <laughs> Holy moly. How yeah. blessed are we to live here? And let's hope the rest of the country can be as lucky as we are in the very, very near future. Well, there's a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. You know, they keep saying by December they'll have the balance of vaxxed and unvaxxed and they'll be able to open up and lockdowns will be a thing of the past. So that would be great because then we can start planning. Go with Shirley, that radio chick, chatting to Vince Contarino. We're going to play his original song now, Famous, out the front of Hindley Street Country Club and then we'll speak to Vince about how COVID has affected him and the rest of the music industry. Seriously, the entertainment industry and the hospitality industry more so have been really hit. And I apologise if there are other industries that I haven't thought of, but hit hard. We've lost money investing in shows that can't happen. And then we've got to redo them again. You know what? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger because I've lost so much money in the last two years. I don't like losing money. I've still got the energy. I still just want to play. It's not about the money, Cheryl. Sometimes we need these things to remind us what life is really all about. Yeah. Where you're at. And you know what? It's not a passing thought. Catch that wave and respect it and think about it. You know, change your life for the better because we're only here for a very, very small time. Live your dreams, man. They pass so quickly. 35 yeah. years of set boys. Bang. Gone. Just like that. <laughs> Get onto the Googleometer and track down the Z Boys regional tours, and uh, I'll see you down the front somewhere. Woohoo! Seriously, are you and Barry going to come up to Port Lincoln? We will get to one oh. of them. Well, yeah. Port Pirie is not far from Adelaide. It's a hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah, come on the bikes. Probably any excuse, <laughs> any excuse. But you I don't know. have to ask Baz twice to get on the bike. <laughs> 
Good on you. Life for the living. Well done. Port Pirie will be my last gig, so I'll have a beer or a glass of wine with you. Oh, that sounds lovely. We've been waiting with bated breath for your solo album. Have you? Has it got a title? Can you give us some clues? Well, I might tell you when you're not rolling. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, you heard it first here, folks. I might have an idea and then management will go, are you serious? <laughs> you want to call it what? <laughs> I better be a good boy. We'll be patient. Will yeah. you be playing Lonely on that album? This album was written during lockdown. It's like while I was sitting here in this room, this is the room that I wrote all the songs for the album. You know, I found myself going back through all the years during lockdown. It's kind of like memories from childhood to now put in songs as i was writing them and rewriting them i wanted to write them so they're not about me but they're about us because like i told you how i grew up with the beatles and elvis that's not exclusively to me that's everybody and if we think about our lives and what shaped us and we talk to our friends or our partners and stuff there's so many similarities I wrote these songs from an honest point of view from my life. I would rewrite them so they wouldn't be so me, more us, because I'm so selfish. (laughs) I get more energy when it's us rather than me. One thing live performance has taught me is as a people, as a one, all those people in the we're powerful. We got what it takes. Rock and roll to me is a wonderful ecosystem of the world because it's a business. So there are people that want to make their money. There's the people over there that want to abuse and use. There's people that love the music, people want to be together. It's a little ecosystem. What I want is to unite the good shit and give us the energy to keep all that stuff in its place, all that other stuff, because we're here to live it and love it and live it good. And that's how I want these songs to be. So that gave me the energy to do it. Yeah, so it's selfish, really. (laughs) So it's sort of like joint reminiscence. Yes. Good title for an album, Reminiscence. Oh, but if you say yourself. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Actually, it is a good title. What I did was I tried to combine all these stories and stuff of, you know, love's lost, betrayal, fun, things you squirm over, all that sort of stuff, and add flavours and rhythms from bands that we grew up with, like Elvis or uh, Status Quo or Led Zeppelin or, you know, all the things that, you know, we want want to get out on the dance floor and dance to. I drew from those styles to tell the story. All of our reminiscences all together. We'll go dancing in the park, singing in the dark and reminiscing. (laughs) If when people play this album, they go, I know that song. Oh, I know that song. I'll, I'll know it's successful because it's talking about them. I can't wait to hear it. Keep your eyes and ears peeled for, will this be your debut solo album? I've never done a solo album. I've recorded lots of songs, but this is my first solo album ever. Yeah. How exciting. Uh, It is exciting. Cannot wait to review it. (laughs) But Lonely, I know it's your favourite song. Yes, yes. I'm already planning a second album that I want to make it more rock and blues and I want to put that song and I'm going to re-record it and put it on that album. 
and maybe famous as well. And I'm actually thinking of doing a third album already and put it out and people are going to go, what the hell is he doing? It's going to be more ballads and folk and introspective music without all the all the big noise. So I thought I should do one of those albums. You and are on a roll. Your creative juices have started flowing. That's so that's it. one good positive that's come out of lockdown. You've got yep. to finish your solo album and you've got number two I've, and three in the pipeline already. I've got about I've got about three albums worth. And you know what? When you're all juiced up, there's one thing to do. Put them on the grill. Turn him over. He's cooked. <laughs> <laughs> Put another snag on the barbie. That's it. <laughs> Vince mentioned my favourite song of his, Lonely Is All I Do. It's a Vince Contarino original. Let's play it now. Here's the version he did with the Heine Street Country Club. Lonely is all I, I do. Oh, look, Vince, it's been wonderful speaking uh, with you. You know what? It's just beautiful to see you, Cheryl. You're gorgeous. You are. We usually do this uh, together, but uh, I can't wait to give you a big hug. I can't wait either. It'll either be in Port Lincoln, Port Piri or Wyala if I don't see you beforehand. All right. Good luck with the tour. Thank you. Thank you. Ride safely up there, all right? Stay well and keep safe. Love you. you. Will do. I look forward to speaking to you again real soon. Ciao. You're with Cheryl Lee, that radio chick. Thank you so much for joining me on the Still Rocking It podcast. Hope to catch you again next time. Get out when you can, support Aussie music, and I'll see you down the front.